Hello there. Alex has tried to stop me from recording the podcast because I really don't know how to start it. But here's Adam. I am recording. I have figured out how to do it. Hello there. Um, the, the lads are here. The ropes come down. Alex, I figured out how to record, and we are recording. Ladies and gentlemen, normally I would start the show off by saying that we're back, but today's actually very special. Uh, Alex, who's there? Uh, Daniel's back. Happy to be back. Oh my god! <laughs> Put some actually, clapping in! He's actually here. And ladies and gentlemen, you may be thinking, yes, he was late. <laughs> but we did kind of drop this on him like an hour ago, so that's a bit of our fault as well. But anyway, Daniel is here! Daniel! You're currently, we are setting up his, because you know, he's connecting to the Wi-Fi, and oh yeah, this is our first studio pod, in-studio podcast since oh, I think, wow. ever? Like, <laughs> feels, quite some time. It feels like. The first time this decade. Yes. 2020. Yes, so, gentlemen, I thought while you guys are setting up, of course, it is Super Bowl weekend, now I've brought a couple things with me today, including, it's Super Bowl weekend, so why not bring some Super Bowl yeah, snacks? I have brought two things of barbecue lays, and for each of you, I have also brought with me one big thing of blue Gatorade, gentlemen. So, uh, you are my buddies. We have a show podcast coming on, and I thought I'd all give you something to drink. Thank you. You're welcome. This is why, before the show, Alex, I asked you for some bowls. I didn't realize you wanted. You want me to go get a bowl? No, we have these two little ones right here. They'll be fine. Oh, it's okay. We'll share. I hope this isn't picked up too much on the mics, but we'll just we'll pour some chips. Oh boy, they're about to fall. Oh, oh, ah, beautiful. Just in there perfectly enough. So help yourself, lads. Um, but anyway, yeah, Alex, Daniel. That's let me ask Daniel this question. Daniel, do you know how we start the show? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> how do we start the show? It's the power hour. Wow. Yeah. The guy hasn't been here in a while. Let's give it a shout out to Ryerson University. We all go there, and I currently see it's a great school. It is a good. It's a fantastic school. Love it. Love it. So anyway, gentlemen, we'll start the show off here, and we'll start with the power hour, of course. And of course, today is, as I just said, Super Bowl Sunday. Who's gonna win today, Daniel? The Chiefs. Why? I just, I just thought of that. I don't know. <laughs> it was the first thing. First thing that came to mind. So we got one one for the Chiefs. Say about what about you, Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Why? I really Because like, I said it. No, I really like their uh, I really like their quarterback. Who's the, is, is Andy uh, Reid the Chiefs coach or the 49ers? Yeah, Chiefs now, coach. Have you guys ever seen the YouTube channel Urinating Tree? No. He's this sports it's excellent guy. name. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> no, the, the way he puts it. I'm not going to swear because we we're only just learning audio designing in the journalism school and all that, so I won't make Alex do too much. But he did this video on Andy Reid and talked about how big of a choker he's always been. So I'm going to go for the 49ers. A because I don't believe in Andy Reid, and B they're Shea Weber's team, and I have to go with my captain. No. By the way, guys, tell the listeners what I'm wearing right now. You're wearing a Max Pacioretty jersey. I am wearing, because I want to thank this... The throwback. He wasn't a great ha- captain for the Habs. Um, I'm a bit disappointed in them. Um, but, of course, you guys wow. should be thanking me, because the Montreal Canadiens, we're going to talk about this a little later, they beat the Panthers last night. Four, sorry, last afternoon. 
for nothing. So that helps the Leafs, of course. And of course, uh, I'm saying of course a lot. The Nashville Predators, who continue to have a disappointing season, lost 3 nothing to the Vegas Golden Knights and Max Pacioretty. So I thought I'd wear his jersey to thank him, to emulate the Predators. Of course, also you guys should thank me. And of course, this is the captain jersey, and I am, of course, the captain of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> We're off to a great about, start. Don't know about that one. But, hey, next up, I want to talk to you guys about Alex Steen, of course. He had his thousandth game last night. It was in Winnipeg, which is actually really special because, of course, that's where his dad played his entire career. Daniel, did you see any of this, what I might be bringing up here in a second with Alex Steen? I saw the ceremony. Yeah? Brought back memories of Lee Stepniak. Yeah. Carl <laughs> Yakovo. Did you see that, apparently, he said he would for sure talk to the media after the game. Now, the Blues would actually lose 5-3. to three. But it was actually only two empty nets. Sorry, five to two. Now, two of Winnipeg's goals are actually empty netters. So it was really a 3-2 loss. And after he said that he would talk to the media, he actually blew them off and didn't talk about it. Frank Saravelli actually said how disappointed he was. So this is a question I just really quickly want to ask you two. Because, of course, we're all three of us are in the journalism program here, so... What do you make of a player and his, you know, if he makes a commitment and then all of a sudden turns on it? Because a lot of people say, oh, the media, you know, maybe you're a bit too harsh with things. They don't have any commitment towards you. Like, what do you guys think of this whole situation that's just come up with uh, Alex Steen? Daniel can go first. You know, he never really had an incident like this before. And I kind of feel that it's frustration. I don't know. Maybe it's emotion. Because it's his 1,000th game, you know I mean? Like, just speak to the media, man. I know it, it was a hard loss. But, you know, if you make the promise, please do it, you know, for us journalists out there. It was, like, where his dad played, too. It's basically, it, it is his hometown, isn't it? Right. I, I'm at the same mind. If you say you're going to do it, do it. You're a man, you know? And I, I believe they, they have to talk to the media. He it's in their deals, Winnipeg. right? He yeah. is from Winnipeg. And he's not a young kid. You know, he's a veteran. He's Vet. 35. That is yeah. true, yeah. So, like, he knows what it's all he about. What, what about you, Daniel? Alex, sorry. Alex, I, I just spoke. <laughs> We're already starting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's similar to what Daniel said. Uh, you know, he he said he was going to do it. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's always circumstances. I'm not sure what the circumstance in this case was. But, you know, if you said you're going to do it, you should do it for the most part. All right. Moving on. Uh, this year... It's not shaping up to be a fantastic trade deadline. No. The big piece is Chris Kreider. Unfortunately, Mika Zibanejad actually needed him back of the head last night against the Detroit that Red Wings. That was crazy. Did not return, guys. What do we make of the fact that Chris Kreider... Now, of course, the trade deadline is still at the end of this month. Yeah. You know, who knows how bad it will be. But the prospect that our poor fellow journalists and broadcasters over at Sportsnet, TSN, which we're not affiliated with them, we wish, but that we may have a trade deadline where Chris Kreider is not out on the market. Yeah, I mean, even with Chris Kreider on the market, you know, to say Chris Kreider is the biggest name out there, and yeah, he ha- he's a big person, I guess personality-wise, you know, he's big. He He's the definition of what certain people would say is hockey. Uh, it's not... It, even with Chris Kreider, it wouldn't have been a big trade deadline anyways. Like, you look at, okay, who who's on the market? Uh, Kreider, Toffoli, uh, Kovalchuk. That's pretty much it. Are we thinking of any, like, they don't want to trade, the Rangers don't want to give up Georgiev. Unless the price is Unless right. Unless the price is right. Uh, New Jersey haven't said much about Vatanen or uh, even Palmieri. 
it doesn't seem like the the Canadians are going to trade Petrie or Tatar. Talk about that a little later we'll too. Talk about that later. So now we're just down to Toffoli and Kovalchuk, who again we don't know if he, even Mark Bergeron is going to look at trading him. I think he is. The price they talked about apparently is a is a second round pick. And which, Adam, what do you think about that? Um, you know what? Honestly, as a hash, of course, Ilya Kovalchuk is a very rare specimen in Montreal. As in, he's a goal scorer who throws a hit, which we don't have a lot of in Montreal anymore. So, uh, the asking price here, reported by Pierre Lebrun of uh, TSN and the Athletic and LDS, is apparently a second round pick. Now, of course. You're not going to go out and say, Yo, I'll take whatever for the guy. And me and you, Alex, talked about this beginning of the, uh, you know, before we started recording that. There's, you know, what, what did we say? <laughs> I can't even remember. About Kovalchuk? Yeah, about Kovalchuk. I, I, I was making the argument that, okay, I think the GM, if I'm an owner and my GM pays a second round pick, I, I think it looked bad on the GM because, you know, you had the opportunity to sign this guy in January or late December and you didn't pull the trigger. And yeah, you had, you weren't sure if he was going to do well or not, but considering he was willing to take league men, how big of a risk is bringing in Ilya Kovalchuk? I think now it's changed because when you're at this time of the year, I think your ego has to go to a side for a second. And if, if you're a contender, you can see a guy that now you know for sure what he is doing. And you have to give up a second-round pick to get him. And I get it. Second-round picks aren't the most valuable thing in the world. But there's still something. With that this draft pick, coming up, it's going to be valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 it can be some. It can turn into something. Mm-hmm. That second-round pick can turn into something. Yeah. I mean, just for quickly, I'll, I'll name you a few defenders who were second rounder: Shea Weber, Roman Yossi, Duncan Keith, PK Subban. Just first name. Travis Dermott. Travis. Dur- All right, moving on. Before even <laughs> bringing it back to the Leafs, Christine St. Clair. Quick yeah. thing outside the hockey world: uh, the most goals. So she broke the record for most international uh, goals with 185. That's insane. Uh, she passed American Abby Wambach in an 11 nothing win. <laughs> Against St. Kitts and Nevis in CONCACAF Women's Olympic Qualifying. I don't know what any of that means. You know the Olympics? Yes. They're trying to qualify for that. Oh, and they clearly have not qualified. Not yet. Mm. Well, shout out to Christine St. Clair, eh? National hero. For sure. Yes. Alex giving the round of applause there. It's Daniel, then Alex. Sorry. God dang it. Anyway, though, I want to ask you, Daniel... So, Russian Machine Never Breaks, of course, the Washington Capitals blog reported that apparently the Seattle franchise coming in 2021 will be called the Seattle Krakens. Now, the big guys, your Friedman McKenzie's, haven't confirmed it yet, but I want to ask you, Daniel, just how awesome it is that the fact that Seattle may be called the Seattle Krakens. I actually love it. Yeah? Yes. You know, it's not, it's unconventional. But it gets your attention, right? Yeah. Do you? I'm going to read you guys a tweet that came out from the Seattle Twitter account. Quote, while we're aware of some fishy rumors surrounding our team name, comma, hmm. please rest assured that we're doing our due diligence by scouring the depths of the ocean, comma, the tallest mountains, comma, and the densest, densest, the densest, I'm so sorry, and the densest part of the forest to find the right name for our great green city. I love it when a team has a sense of humor because we don't have it a lot in this league. 
I think it worked with Vegas, you know. <laughs> Amazing Twitter Un- account. Until they got a little racist and yeah, sexist. That was weird. Oh, with Vegas? Yeah. Do you remember I there was... Do you remember at, at one point they started... They went to Colorado, and that's the starting lineup. They announced, like, South Park characters. Oh, they did stuff oh, like yeah. that. and it, it, I remember that. There was some... They started getting a, a bit too much for it, and then they fired the Twitter guy, but he said, I quit. Uh, it's a bit messy. But anyway, going to another team in the Western Conference, a Pacific team to be specific. Uh, uh, talks... <laughs> Talks between the Vancouver Canucks and Jacob Markstrom have begun. Now, there's a few factors here uh, comparing, you know, the Darcy Kemper deal of two years, 4.5. So, yeah, expansions coming up. Of course, Thatcher Demko's a whole nother situation there. So, you guys, what do you think is going to happen with Markstrom Vancouver? Because he's really proved him that he's a starter in this league over the past two seasons. But there's a lot there for the Canucks, and their salary cap situation is always a point of contention with them. Yeah, they. You brought up the salary cap. You know they still got the Luongo uh, recapture penalty. Um, plus, they still do have to sign uh, Hughes and Pedersen over the next few years. Plus, Besser, uh, I believe, in three years. So, there's there's a lot to get done uh, in the, from that perspective. I think they. De- definitely have to entertain resigning this guy because having Demko and Markstrom uh, would be another one of those duos that we talk about with the Rask and who uh, Rask and Halak, Bishop Hudobin. I think that's a very strong uh, combination of two goalies. You know, Demko's still 24, still growing, but it wouldn't make sense for the Vancouver Canucks to sign that sign him long term. You know, he's 30. Uh, you brought it up. The expansion draft is coming up. So they're going to lose one of these goalies if they don't resign Markstrom. Now, they also have uh, DiPietro, uh, who came up last season. I forgot he, was, he existed. Uh, he got killed in that one game, but he, I believe he's in the AHL now. Uh, what's, gonna, what's happening with him, potentially within the next couple of years, he can be up. You know, then you're just kind of looking for another guy to mix games with, uh, mix games with Demko. You can look at bringing in a Hudobin or a Halak. Actually, both of those guys are up at the end of the year, so that is a possibility. So, there's pros and cons to signing Markstrom. I just think if you're looking at it for the future, yeah, you probably don't want to re-sign him unless you're looking to say, you know what, let's sign him to two years and trade him next year. Uh, just so we don't have to deal with the Markstrom. Yeah. Uh, with the expansion, sorry. I remember, yeah, in Hockey Night in Canada last night, they're talking about gauging perhaps like a two two years for Markstrom. at the I don't think numbers they put 5.5 per year, but that's true. You remind me of that. I feel really bad because normally I try my best to source on this show. Of course, the news of the Markstrom was from headlines last night my apologies I should have mentioned that um, sourcing is very important ladies and gentlemen make sure you freaking source Alec Friedman love you friend uh, of the show yeah friend of the show he, li- he liked my yes. shoes recognized Knows Alex. Alex wow yeah, he liked, liked my shoes oh Come yes on, I like Adam's shoes yeah. of course so also I want to ask you quickly Jam, because you're a big world juniors guy and Alex mentioned Mikey DiPietro what do you make of him I'm not sure, to be honest, you know. Goalies, I guess. Voodoo. You never know. Development. He's really young still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy 
already had some NHL experience, but you know that was out of desperation for the Canucks. Emergency call up and just sh- shelled the Canucks too. Of course, the Pacific is very tight right now, but oh my God, the Canucks. We trash, well, I trash them mostly on the show, and then they've just been incredible since, so very frustrating. But guys, David Backus has been put through waivers. He will not report to the Providence. What is next with David Backus in his career? Because I don't imagine a lot of teams are going to be lining up to take his cap hit. So, I, I took a look. He was sent down to waivers, or he was going through waivers uh, January 17th. He cleared them the next day. But he's not going to play in the NHL. And I took a tweet, uh, took a statement from Don Sweeney, and he says David is fit and able to play. But in order to preserve all potential options for both David and the Bruins moving forward, we have decided this is the best course of action. So he's not going to play for the Bruins. Uh, he has this year and next year at six million dollars. Uh, he was he was the part of the group that was signed in Oof. 2016. Like Lou Cheech and Andrew Ladd? And Erickson, Louis Erickson. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm going to pose a question, but before, I just want to remind you guys that now, from now on, David Backus will be getting paid his full paycheck. Because, because no escrow. no escrow mm-hmm. in the AHL. So is there any team on the top of your mind that would really be willing to take this contract? I have an idea, but do you have any, Daniel? I don't. Well, funny, because can you tell me what team you have a sticker of on the back of your computer? The Ducks. The Ducks. And, of course, oh, we, we heard yes, we heard a few weeks ago that the Ducks are, I think it was reported on the headlines as well, that the yes, Ducks are willing to take your bad contracts. And the Bruins, you know, maybe some picks, or you know, maybe they're going to sweeten the deal a bit there. But I, I could definitely see David. Maybe David Backus all of a sudden falls to a Roby Daw Island and all that. But... Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, the one that comes right away is Anaheim. I'd say Montreal, but they still refuse to um, make any use of their cap room. But anyway, guys. They tried to sign Jake Gardner and Sebastian Aho, okay? Don't you know Aho wanted to be a hub? They did their best. Hey, a Gardner looked like the right choice. Just look at how he's doing in Carolina. We talked about this team earlier, though. Uh, of course, Cryer did get hurt against Detroit. The Rangers still won one nothing. The Detroit Red Wings are now 12-37-4. and four. Yeah. They're on pace, if I did my math correctly, which I might not have, uh, he's on pace for 43 points. Sorry, they are on pace for 43 points, which is not the worst. Like, uh, were they, are they worse in Colorado or Buffalo when they were bottom? They're obviously not capitals, know. like, no, expansion yeah, they're bad. Not, they're not the worst, um, but they are pretty bad. They've lost eight straight. No. Do you, who you guys know they're plus minus? It's like nine, negative ninety-one. What's oh. your guess, Daniel? Negative eighty-seven. Minus ninety-three. Oh, wow, Alex was close. And they've beaten the Habs three times. Yeah. So I I did I did a little bit of a deep dive on this team. Uh, okay. Or what okay. I call a deep dive. You look at this team, and it's still full of bad contracts, right? You got the Franz Nielsen deal, three years left at five point two five. Justin Abdelkader, four years at four point two five, and Danny DeKaiser at three years at five million. You know that's a whole lot of bad contracts, but you know they have all these good prospects. You got uh, you got Philip Zadina, who I know Adam probably has things to say about, but at the end of the day, he's still a good player. Going to score a lot of goals. Going to score a lot of goals. Dennis Cholowski, who started playing this year, I think he played a little bit last year as well. 
uh, in the NHL. Philip Ronick, who's playing in the NHL. He's good. Uh, Tiro Hiroshi, who's playing in the AHL right now. He's 23. Uh, Joe Valeno drafted last year. How dumb is it they got him? Ago. I believe it was. It was the it was, was the Zadina draft. Yeah, it was the yes, Vegas pick. It was the Vegas pick for Tatar. Uh, Michael Michael Rasmussen, again, uh, not is Evgeny Svechnikov. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Moritz Sider and yep. Jared McIsaac. Like, he he's fascinating. Is Moritz Sider? He is because no one expected uh, Eiserman to take him there. The gasp watching that draft. You could hear it. You could feel it. It was phenomenal. And, and the best thing is, is sure you have all these prospects. You have, but you have to remember they have the players to build around. You know, you got Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, and Tyler Bertuzzi. That's your first line right there. Uh, I mean, they also got Robbie Fabry and Brendan Perlini. Are they got? Are they got? Are they guys you build around? I'm not sure. Good pieces, but they're good pieces to have. They're not prospects. They're like prove yourself pieces. Yeah, they're prove yeah. yourself pieces. They're gonna get another high pick this this draft, which could turn into Lafreniere, Byfield, etc. And you can still trade Howard or Bernie for picks and prospects. You can trade Valtteri Filppula if you want. You can trade Mike Green, and you can even trade one name I didn't bring up at all is Andreas Athanasiu. Yes, and he just came back from injury, did he not? I be- he's had an, a weird season because he has been injured, but is he's going to be an RFA at the end of the year, and what do the, the Red Wings want to do? Because his agent is also Darren Ferris, oh. and he was another guy uh, the same summer. We talked about Josh Anderson last episode. Same One of the same guys who threatened to go to Europe. Now, there was I heard there were talks of him getting traded uh, at some point, it's kind of there's nothing has been going on because he's pretty much been injured a whole lot but that's a guy okay you don't want to keep him uh, you want to deal with that contract dispute again he's a guy you can trade and get assets for because he's still young he's still I think he's 24 or 25 around there Daniel let me ask you this because Andreas Athmasiu he's still young he's fast and he can play center who do you think would be interested in a player like Andreas Athmasiu? And what do they get for him, dude, Detroit, if they decide to try and move him? I think teams right now, they're going to buy low on him, to be honest. Just like? the way, type of the season, type of season he's kind of having. Is that because he's injured? It's I think because, so. It's because he's been injured? I think I'll, he's been injured. Uh, I'll quickly do a little thing on him now. Because he's an interesting player. Uh, how old is he? Sorry. He's 25. He's 25. He's on IR, by the way. He's pretty much entering his prime if not already started it. If he had a, if he played the 82 games, I think he's a guy you go out, you can probably get something decent for him. He's had 19 points in 36 games played. Don't forget, this is a guy who last year had 30 goals. What? For Detroit, wow. Yeah. For Detroit. Yeah. So there, there's something there. But anyway, you talk about a player who has been hurt a bit. Let's talk about a major injury. Thomas Hurdle. He's gone. He, yeah. His season is done for the San Jose Sharks. What a season for them. It, it, he's out with a torn ACL and a torn MCL. I don't think things can get worse for the Sharks this year. Uh, until Ottawa gets first and second overall. Can I tell you something really That's funny? Things get worse. Last night was Mark Edouard Vlasic's 1,000th game. So they had him, his wife... The team dog, Finn, great dog. They had Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, uh, of course, Buddy Couture was out there in an air cast. 
and they had hurdles there, he's hurt, and it was just, you see this visual of kind of everything wrong with this team. You've got the injuries, three three players are some pretty brutal contracts that just aren't playing well enough, so the Sharks are going to be tough to look out for. Also, you it's know. a shame, because Hurdle was so fun at the All-Star game, he's a personality, it's tough. That sucks so you know much. What the thing is with this team is, you know, their scoring is down from their star players. Like, you know, they're not putting up the same points that you expect them to put up. Uh, their goalies are below average again. You know, last year they were below average. Aaron Dell kind of had a had a okayish season. And don't forget that Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic, who are old by hockey standards, Carlson's twenty nine. But he just can't. He can't turn. He can't turn. Hold by hockey standards are are signed until the end of time. Parsons' contract kicks in this year, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was the first year of an eight-year deal. Eight years. With a bad leg. And a bad groin. Oh, yeah, and he's, and he's got a bad groin. But we'll keep an eye on the Sharks. They're one of a few teams that are actually out of it in the Pacific. It's really weird. But another team that's kind of starting to slowly slip out of it, the Arizona Coyotes. They lost again last night. They lost in the shootout, but it was against the Blackhawks. Patrick Kane was disgusting, but this is a team that the injuries started to catch up with them. Again, Rick Tockett, there's not much he can do. Phil Kessel hasn't been... Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Taylor Hall... Probably is isn't he's spending money? You can say for when he he goes in free agency this year. So Daniel, they're still in it, of course. Mm. But what do the Coyotes now have to do? Because they brought in Taylor Hall, Nick Yalmerson probably isn't the same player, but he's back now. Like, what more does this team need? Like, Chaka has gone out. He has his defense core. He's gotten these forwards. He has a good goaltender. What do they do? Try to shake things up. I think you know. You go for Taylor Hall. You don't fold, right? You do something. No. Do what you can before the deadline. I don't think they're going to make a big splash again. Do you, do you think... I don't think they'll make a big splash, but we, we talked about Howard and Bernier before, and there's a couple of goalies that come to my mind that say, okay, uh, I don't know off the top of my head how long Darcy Kemper's out for. He's still on IR. But he's still on IR. He's a guy... There, there's guys that you, you need to bring in, and, you know, you looked at Columbus last year. They brought in uh, Keith Kincaid. And they, they gave up what? They gave up a sixth rounder. Keith Kincaid, like, by the way, was in net for the Rocket last night. Rocket blew a 4 1 lead, and he was terrible. Sorry, go on. I just wanted. So you know where Keith Kincaid is now. You know, they brought in. They already had Bobrovsky. They had. Uh, I believe they had Corpusalo playing there, too. Yeah. And then you bring in Keith Kincaid, as you know, your third guy. So if you have to send him down, depending on how long Kemper's out for you pro- might want to look at bringing in another goalie. You know, bringing in a Howard, bringing in a Bur- I mean, Bernier maybe not because he has another year left. Um, bringing in even a Craig Anderson, someone who can play. Ottawa doesn't, Ottawa, Ottawa doesn't need a, a good goalie. I like that Craig Anderson idea. Ottawa, Ottawa should be looking at shopping Craig Anderson. I don't think they will because, you know, He's one of the guys. That, team loyalty. Team loyalty. Same reason why Mark, Mark Borjatsky's still going to be a senator next year. Give him the C. Give him the C. Or a cup. Um, you know, I mean, they might want to look at bringing in one of those goalies who are on expiring deals. All right. Anything to say on that, Daniel? I think, yeah, I kind of agree. More stability. Like, do you really trust Antti Ratna? 
Like, he has with the heavy, with the load, not really. No, he he hasn't stayed healthy. He's not been the same since the, the one stretch he had in with the Rangers when Lundqvist was out. I'm just looking at the stats now for Arizona. It's just they have the pieces. It's just nothing's really fitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have Keller. He's great. Chigurin. That that fits that exact mold. Who's we're gonna that? get to them later? What did? Oh, okay. Maybe, hey there, Jason Bottrell. Yeah, Will you having, like it in this city? I won't you know, we'll, we'll get to them later. Cause yeah, you know, same it's, scenario. It's They're same blessed scenario. with talent. They're, they have all this talent. But again, it's it's the, the goaltenders. And Adam and I had this discussion at the beginning of the season that there was a list of teams who have great talent up front and on defense, but where they lack is their goaltenders. And whether people like it or not, everyone, a lot of people say this, is that a goalie can win you and lose you a game. A goalie will cost a coach their job. You look at all the all the coaches that got fired this year, uh, with the exception of Babcock, with the exception of Bill Peters, with the exception of uh, Jim, Montgomery. Jim Montgomery, most of them were fired because of poor goaltending. Go look at Flurry's last five games. Blinker got fired. Terrible. Uh, just now moving on, lads. It's time for a pop quiz. Oh, no. Gentlemen, about, I have printed out. I'm not out. ready. How about Alex Ovechkin? Oh, no, hold on, hold on. So, gentlemen, I am going Are to... Are they multiple choice? I'm really good. Oh, he has the pens choice. as well. I have made and I have written out, printed out, Star Wars The Clone Wars pop quizzes for the two of you. Now, it's five questions... Best now that it's five questions and you will get a mark. Now please make sure that you no you're not allowed to cheat otherwise you fail. Now please name and date your paperwork. Please go day month year. And while you explain guys your just thinking do on that, the answers too, right? Yes. Yeah, so okay. please no talking like Gary Gould's class. I'm gonna go with your date month. And please close your Wait, computers. Wait, no talking. Please close no, your. You're computers. gonna get bored on this podcast. Oh, because you're gonna. Okay, Alex. Just, so I'm not gonna touch it. I so. Quickly, okay, do you want the green pen? No, Daniel gets the green pen, because okay. I like the green pen more. I get the blue now, quickly, why the fellows are filling the out this pop pen. quiz? No. What? The Anaheim pen. No, it's it's just a green pen I got from... Okay, what? Okay, can you just click... Use the end of Daniel's. Can you just, like, click his? It's it's kind of a broken pen. Yeah, so why the two are just doing this quiz, and I will read the questions, and I will mark them out loud so we know who wins. By the way, um, I'll figure out some stakes for these quizzes. But anyway, so why this is going on... Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you some insight into what I have to put up with. Is Alex, what are you doing? I was checking the date. I was about to say. Um, so, about like this time okay, earlier I in the... my own pen. I'll just... No yeah. talking! People! Oh, I'm so sorry. So, I got this from my work for the Donuts, too. So, earlier this week, Alexander Ovechkin, he tied Steve Eiserman. I put it in the notes. Then he passed Steve Eiserman in the goal list, changed the notes. Then he... Tied Mark Messier, changing the notes about 20 minutes later in the same game. He passes Mark Messier. So I want to thank Alex Ovechkin for constantly messing up my prep for this show. But also, while I quickly get the NHL all-time goal list up, I want to give a shout-out to Alex Ovechkin, who continues every week, just goes out and continues to move up the all-time goal list. He's now sole possession of eight o'clock, of uh, not eight o'clock, eighth all-time, six nine five. Next up in his sights is uh, Mike Gardner with seven oh eight, and of course Phil Esposito at seven seventeen. So a shout out to Alexander Ovechkin, and how good he is. Alex, I see you are done your quiz. Please, uh, Daniel, we're just waiting for him. Um, Alex has indeed 
put his name. Very good. Okay, Alex is. I mean, Daniel is still at question. No, no, he's double checking his work. That's very smart. He's going backwards. Oh, you're going backwards. Okay, so we're just waiting for Daniel. And I'll. Why they're marking? I'll let you guys talk about Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin has 13 more goals to get until he is seventh. Forgot how random this podcast is with these quizzes. You know how crazy is that? Insane. more goals until he he's tied with Mike Gardner. Is he this generation's greatest goal, goal yes. scorer? Oh. Yes. The it's greatest not, period. Not even a question. Adam says he's the greatest period. I'd still argue Wayne Gretzky. Just because he scored 894 goals. You know, I think he can get to seventh this year. You know, he's at 36 goals. I think he's at 36 goals now. That I thought he was at 37, tied with Pasternak. Oh yes, 37. So if he gets, if he has another 50 goal season, he will be tied with Mike Gardner. Yes, you're right. 37 goals. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, Alex has won the pop quiz of a score of three out of five. So I'll go through the questions now. The, di- the director of Star Wars Clone Wars was actually Dave Filoni. They just kind of gave George Lucas a credit for the hell of it. Um, the clone, which was a member of Donald's Call, was actually Fives. Cody, pa- Pons, and Gregor were not part of it. And Alex was right. So in the Star Wars Clone Wars movie, Ahsoka Tano, who had become a major character, was actually supposed to be Obi-Wan's, but then Yoda, without saying anything, gave her to Anakin. Um, Asaz Ventress did not die during the Clone Wars. Good job, fellas. And Alex got this one right. It was Cad Bane who broke into the <laughs> Jedi Temple <laughs> to get <laughs> a Jedi holocron. It was a 25% chance. Yeah, so Alex, congratulations, you have won. I get your Pringles. They are Lay's, Lay's Barbecue, you coward. But anyway, gentlemen, I would ask you what your read of the bye week is, but I haven't exactly looked at that. I have one. Can I just say it? Uh, sure. Okay, it's from our. It's from Sports Time. Hey, they're decent. It's from Steve and Dangle. Steve Dangle. Uh, Steve Dangle. Good friend of the podcast as well. Yeah, I love him. Steve Dangle looks back at Leafs trades for Dion Phaneuf and J.S. Jaguar. Wow. Wow. Daniel, do you remember that day? I remember. Because I do. I wasn't... That fateful Sunday. That was... Oh, that was scary. Was it a Sunday? It was a Sunday. I remember, yes, Sunday morning. Because yes. it was after oh the Canucks game on Saturday where they Good got blown Lord. out. What year was this? 2010. Jesus. Yeah. We are children. That All right. scared me. So, guys, I want to play you guys a song. I don't think we can put the song in, but... Oh, okay. sorry. One more point between... Of that trade, I just remember Andrew Raycroft was the goalie for the Canucks. Really? Oh, that beat God, the Leafs before that trade happened. Stop. I remember that he was waving to the crowd when they Stop. they were they were killing You're them. Making it worse. I know, I know. So guys, wait, is that the same Andrew Raycroft that yes. traded for Tukarask? Hey Jason Bottrell, do you like it in this city? I've been watching all these hockey games and guys, the Buffalo Sabres have, are falling apart. Like worse than normal. They had another great start to the year. I expected it. Just the, the reaction has been shot like shocking. Dwayne. Shocking. Have you heard Dwayne? Dwayne, the guy who called into that Buffalo show and lost it. What is I mean, going it, it on? It's by far the best thing I've ever heard. 
No, no, the Hey There Delilah parody was better. If no, you Dwayne, listeners, for me, Dwayne was so funny. Listeners, if you haven't heard this, you need to go and do two things. First, look up the Dwayne Collin show on this bulldog fellow, whoever he is. Go look that up. And then I want you to go on YouTube and search up Hey There Delilah Buffalo Sabres. And there's this girl. Her name is... I'm going to try and find this very quickly. Um, it's Kate. I don't think it was Dwayne. It was, sorry. I don't think it's Jason Bottle's fault. Well... Anyway, the, the girl's name is... It's Ralph Kruger's fault either. M- Melody Martin, Hey Jason Bottrell. It's the funniest thing ever. Well, I, I, there's blame. Like this, this, this poor girl makes in this, in this, in this song that... How did you, how did you think that Berglund and Sabatka were enough for Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah, but you, okay. So Tate's Thompson? You really? Have to, you have to look at the situation. No, 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 no. Yes, you do. They were asking for the third overall pick from the Habs like two days before. How do you go from that to, I did want Ryan Tate's Thompson because he's big. Did Ryan O'Reilly want to be in Buffalo? No, no one you, does. You automatically lose leverage there. You automatically lose leverage when your player does not want to be in your city. The same goes with the Evander Kane trade. You you already lost leverage with the whole tracksuit, whatever. You already lost leverage when he doesn't want to be in Buffalo. You look at the... Co- okay, we're gonna, let's break this down. Look at the contracts he signed. Which one's the worst? Was he there for Ocposo? I'm not sure. I'll go check. But I put down the worst one is the Jeff Skinner one. Has the, does he have the same amount of points as Jason Spezza? Yeah, the same amount of goals. Was that Myrtle who tweeted that? Uh, I believe so. Just quickly, why the other two are doing their research here. Currently, as, again, the answer to the scoring goals of the Sabres was these three players are the big ones. This guy came in about two years ago, actually. No, Connor Sheary. He, he did, so. He did not. Did not, sorry. So, Connor Sheary, who has. At 34 games played, he had 13 yeah. points. Jimmy VC, remember the big hoobla on Jimmy VC? Yeah. Yes. And I like this player as well, but Marcus Johansson. All those guys are aren't performing. They're all having below average seasons for them. There's there, so there's an issue in Buffalo because it doesn't make sense that Marcus Johansson goes from New Jersey to Boston, has a good rest of the season, has a good playoffs. It, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. You know, his hands were tied, again, with Kane and O'Reilly. Both wanted out. You automatically lose leverage. You get Jeff Skinner for basically pennies. Yeah. Yeah. Lottery tickets. Right? Uh, you bring in Montour for a prospect and a pick. You bring in Colin Miller for two picks. And you bring in Yoki Haru for Alex Nylander, who was not working out in, in Buffalo. The only negative there is you didn't need to bring in all three of them. You didn't need to bring in Miller and Yogi Haru, who you brought in in the offseason. Defensemen are still not playing there. Right, so they need to get rid of someone. The only issue I think he hasn't addressed is the goaltender issue. And I put this question out there. What would this team look like with a goalie like Robin Leonard? If the, if the, ish, the, the issues in Buffalo are beyond management and coaching. You look at the team they have. Uh, you have Reinhardt, Eichel, all of City. You have all these guys. Like we were talking about Arizona. Except Buffalo doesn't have a, a proper goaltending duo at all. And there's just... It's like a... It's awful there. It's ownership. You heard it in Dwayne. From Dwayne. He's like, ownership is ridiculous. 
I don't know how you, but uh, I don't know how you blame ownership. So do you, correct me if I'm wrong here, just quickly, yes or no. You're not blaming Kruger or Botterill. I no no. What I'm saying is I'm not putting all the blame. First off, I don't think a lot of blame should go to Kruger because you look at what Kruger's done in the locker room. You Eichel's come out. All these players have come out and said uh, Ralph Kruger has changed the environment in the locker room. I refuse to blame an owner who Why is not? giving you He's money. He's not there. The owner's not there. You listen to Dwayne. I promise you, you listen to Dwayne and go search out. How long were the Buffalo Bills a joke? The Buffalo Bills were a joke for the longest time. They've become good, and now they, they, he's just said, you know what, whatever. I'm done with the Sabres. Daniel, hmm. because I, I want to get you talking more in this episode here. What do you make of Buffalo? Who is who is to blame? You know what? I don't know, to be honest. Like, they have all the talent. Sorry, I just saw this random thing. We're talking about Ryan O'Reilly. I remember the mentality of the trade was because they had Casey Middlestad. <laughs> I, do you remember that? I remember that. They had Casey. They still have Casey. Yeah, yeah, he's in the AHL though, isn't he? Hold yes. on. Yeah, Sorry, go, go on. AHL. Go on, Daniel. Let me yeah, just, just it's the same Middlestad. thing when we talk about Arizona. It's just like they're blessed with these picks and these contracts. Well, some of the contracts. And it just it's just never fitting. I mean, like, there's that gradual, I guess, improvement we see every year, but it's not, it's not improvement. There. They're not bottom of the league. Like, you know, they're not always the bottom of the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, you don't. No, they okay. are. But did I think they? Do they not kind of deserve this? What well, do you mean? I, I don't think the fans deserve this. Oh, the fans never. They're the, like the, one of the best fan bases in the league. Yeah, they contin- consistently watch outdoor games that they're not involved in. They consistently watch the playoffs where they haven't been since I can't even remember. Imagine oh, if six. this team made the playoffs. You look at the stuff that goes on when the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. People are going through tables. I don't know what the hell's going on in Buffalo. But it would be insane. Yet something's not working in here. You, he brings, he hasn't addressed the goalie issue. Oh, he tried. No, his best solution was uh, Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton <laughs> and Linus Hallmark. But no one wants to go to Buffalo. Why is it that no one wants to go to Buffalo? They don't win. If they had, if they had Rob, okay. They did have Robin Leonard. Yeah, they yeah. traded him. No, he did. They, they had didn't to trade him. Robin Leonard because he what. The, no one was helping him. He goes to where was he last year? The Islanders. The Islanders. The Islanders helped him mentally. With his me- he he said to himself, he had there were things wrong mentally that he needed to get fixed, and that wasn't getting done in Buffalo. Do you think in Buffalo, like, because like looking at the ages, do you think they're just missing that key veteran guy to kind of speak to the locker room, to kind of anchor these things? Because like, who's the oldest guy on this roster? Like. Vladimir Savodka. He's 32. Who has only been back in the league, what, two, three years? Yeah, he played 16 games this year. I don't know. Michael Froelich. I think if they had a goalie, a decent goalie, decent we, goalie. We, we would not be having this conversation. Well, hey, there's more than... It's not just the goalie. The goalie has nothing to do with Jeff Skinner. Okay, so... we Okay, the goalie... He's always been streaky, that. though. That's fine, but... Why is it that players who come into Buffalo somehow become below average for them? I think the better question is how the hell do they start losing their love of the game? 
Right, so that's bigger than man already there. That's bigger than management. The environment that is being set in Buffalo, there's a problem. Right, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen came out. Why haven't they traded him? Ristolainen's been on the block for years. Right, but Ristolainen, yeah, but now Ristolainen has looked better. This season, Ristolainen, people have come out and said Ristolainen looks better than in years past. So you're willing to take like lose your leverage and trade away one of the best two-way players, eventual consmoth winner in Ryan O'Reilly, but you can't hulk up and get rid of Rastrosista Lyndon, no who one, has uh, every year looks so miserable. You didn't have an option with Ryan O'Reilly. He wanted out. And they have an option with Ristolainen? Right, so what are you going to get back for Rasmus Ristolainen? You don't, you're you're going to get less for what you did for Ryan O'Reilly because you have no leverage. He's on a three-year deal. Okay, he's on a three-year deal at 25. He doesn't want to play in Buffalo. Rasmus Ristolainen. Right? Okay, so Max Pacioretty yeah. did not want to be a hab anymore. You you all saw the golf but, the golf tournament, yes. and they got Nick Suzuki to tar in the second out of it. There, I I, I the person I okay, blame so at is, first is is Jason Botterill, so without you're just a question. Ignore the people that he brought in. You're gonna ignore the people that he brought in. He brought in. It's yes. his problem, 100. percent Yeah. Okay, so you're t- you wouldn't want Colin Miller, Brandon Montour. Uh, Henry Okiharu, Jeff Skinner for pennies. You don't need to make those moves. Why not? Because you have eight defensemen you're not playing. You didn't have eight defensemen before you got three guys. Right. He didn't have to make all three moves. I agree. I said that. No reason to make all three of those moves. But you had to improve your defense. I think they need forwards more than they need defense. Impactful forwards, not, oh, hi there, Jimmy Vesey, the biggest boss out of college since when? Daniel, help know. me out like here. Casey Bailey. Casey. Like Evan, is it Evan Rodriguez who asked to trade? What's been going on there? I he understand. He has six points this year. How many? Six. <laughs> so it's a bigger issue than the players. It's There's obviously a reason they come in here and play below average. So you think like it's goalie and culture? Yes. yes. There's obviously a culture issue. We've talked, like, th- there's no reason that R- O'Reilly, Ristolainen, uh, Evander Kane, uh, Patrick Berglund all want out of Buffalo. No, this this is uh, someone who was the GM back in the day, but don't forget, this is the organization that had their general manager moan and complain like Jack Eichel was a consolation prize. Do we all remember that? No. I wrote a letter about that, and it was part of my submission to Ryerson, actually. Wow. Yeah, no, they, they treated Jack Eichel like a consolation prize. It's amazing that he is performing at the level he is. And like again, you have Victor Olivson, who has been such a great piece for them. Yeah. Sam Reinhardt, who I believe is arbitration eligible this year, so that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Kyle Popso is it's unfortunate because his injury problems, but at the same time he was one of those guys who benefited from playing with John Tavares, but I mean you read the defenseman, Rasmus Dahlin, fantastic player. Yoki Haru, which is it's so strange is that whole situation. Yoki Haru, he's a good player. Lawrence Peel it. Don't know who that is. Jake McKay, Brandon Monter, Colin Miller, Zach Bogosian, Rassus is the line. I mean, it's just a mess. And then, yeah, Carter Hutton, and I, I, oh, and, and plus their cap situation, too, is just a mess. Projected cap space, you know how much they have? Zero. Zero dollars. 
know what, like... Honestly, and what do you do? Do you, what, are you gonna go fire Botterill and Kruger now? What's that gonna solve? No, you don't fire Kruger. Kruger is obviously not the issue. He's changed the mentality. He's changed something in the locker room. For the players to come out and say all that, it wouldn't make sense to fire So you just stay the course? At this what do you point, do? what are you gonna do? You have a month until the trade deadline. You're pretty much out of the playoffs. Okay, so hypothetically, what do they do in the offseason when they have to regroup? Bring in a goalie. Bring in a goalie. You have to do something to bring well, in a goalie. Because we, we've talked about that. Issue. How easy is it to bring in a goalie? How many teams need one? Right, it's not easy to bring. I'm not arguing it's easy to bring in a goalie, but it fixes one of the issues. There's a goalie issue. There's a culture issue. So we talked about like, the glut of forwards on this team. Like, who are you willing to give up for a goalie? You don't give up a forward. No? You give up a defenseman. You have all these defensemen. Give up a defenseman. But we, we are forgetting about Ukepeka Lukanen, who is a highly touted goaltending prospect. And I mean, with the league getting younger, I'm not saying that's the best solution, but you got to think that Buffalo is kind of stalling. He is playing for Rochester, where he played some games. Like, the numbers in those games, I could really have it up here. One second. He's played in the ECHL as well. Oh, boy. When the ECHL, 2.1 goals against average, 916. I mean, again, okay, he so is how, only 20 years he, old. Right. but So when is he coming up? I don't know. Maybe if they he, see this as a stopgap for him. I don't know. If he's Martin, currently the wait, hold on. If Markstrom hits the open market, I throw money at Markstrom. Robin Leonard too, like you said. I don't think. Robin I, yeah, Leonard sh- come. that's that's not happening. I don't think Robin Leonard shows up. Lucan has actually spent most of the year in the ECHL. Yeah. Yeah. So Twenty-two games. I don't think. Yeah, he's probably the future. But if you want to bring in someone now, you bring in Robin um, Markstrom. For a couple of years. Yeah, well... <sighs> or whatever he wants at this point. I get it, he's 30, but he's proved he's an NHL starter. Uh, it's something that this team doesn't have. You, I mean, yes, sure, you have Linus Allmark. I don't think he's turned out to... Like, he had a good start. I remember I remember talking about Carter Hunt and Linus Allmark having a great start to the season, but... They are not going to keep this up. It wasn't sustainable. It was not sustainable. I'm not surprised we're at this point. But there's a bigger issue. Obviously, there's a bigger issue than just the goalie. There is a culture issue. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying don't put any blame on Jason Brodel. Yes, you know, he didn't address certain issues. But to say it's just Jason Brodel's fault... I can't agree with that. Well, I think there's all, that's all we can really say about Buffalo for now. Um, moving on, though, we talked about inconsistent goalies. How about a goalie fight? Oh, fun times. The Battle of Alberta is everything we wanted and more. Daniel, have you been able to catch the games? Or? I did, I did. Did you watch last night? Yes, that was crazy. I remember Mike Smith saying, you know, he knows David Riddick. But he's like, what goes around comes around. No, listen. Of course, you're referring to the stick flip. Yeah. After uh, they, the Flames won on Wednesday in the shootout. But don't you want that some more personality? I don't know. What do you guys? Uh, think oh, about like that? if I'm an Oiler, I'm completely <coughs> upset that this guy's like Ladrius Le- Le- said. He hit the post twice. Yeah. But at the same time, like if it was a commentator giving him crap, I'd see like, oh, like come on, guys. But a player doing it, he's pissed off. They're tight in the division. I get it. I love it from David Riddich. But then you can tell when, what was it, two goals in 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Also, I love how that goalie fight was the two goalies. It was Talbot and Smith. The swapped goalies from last year, basically. But also, we had many, many fights. Yeah. Kachuk oh, had back-to-back. I have news. News? Yeah. Is it uh, big news? It's, it's not really. But uh, Philip Zadina is out two to three weeks. Whoa. Just announced. That was a trade. No, no, no. <laughs> I was actually no. about to lose it. You think? So anyway, Kachuk had a few scraps. He, he sorted his, his beef out with Cassie, and Cassie thanked it for him. Ryan Nugent Hopkins First versus fight. Sean Monahan. Who is expecting that? Uh, no one. Absolutely no one. It was kind of an awkward fight. There was a bit of punching in the air. It was, it was <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I watched... I ended up watching the game. I saw the replay uh, in the morning. And I'm like, this is the funniest fight I've ever seen. It was... It just couldn't go. But, uh... Big respect to Matthew Kachuk uh, for taking the fight. Uh, We talked about it uh, last episode. I said, listen, like, it's just a very messy situation. And we're going to get to Saturday's game, obviously. But the only reason this didn't happen on Wednesday's game is because it wasn't a blowout. Yeah. Only reason. Or And also because Kachuk didn't go for that Armstrong hit. You see that? He thought about I it and he didn't. I still think this would have happened on Wednesday if there wasn't a blowout. Also from Saturday, there was the Giordano McDavid stuff. That was on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. And should have been a penalty. Should have been the penalty. I don't think it should have been suspension because it's Mark Giordano was not malicious. McDavid was obviously this isn't the first time this has happened. I know, but no, you have to remember that McDavid is bike speed and a, a, like a defenseman. He wasn't even close. To a defenseman. Well, it's McDavid. You say like he's gone for a second and he's already halfway down the ice. That's fine, but again, Giordano wasn't. He has no close history of this. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm not saying he should have been suspended. But Do we like, care what? about the Cassian deal as well? I understand why they're bringing him back, but I just really don't like the dollar value. I don't like the term. Yeah, the four term years, is right? Four years—that's a lot. I think you know, if you had him at a lower term, a uh, lower dollar value, I could deal with the term. But three point two five, I don't think that looks good at all. And he's what twenty nine. Uh, 28th or 29th, something around there. And we'll, we'll, we'll preface here that, obviously, Zach Cassian has had a lot going for him in his career. He was a hap, yeah. but he never played the game because he was in an accident. There was, you know, the assistance program and all that. So it, it is nice to see Zach Cassian turning his life around, and he's going to get millions of dollars for it, and I'm, I'm happy about that for him. But from the Oilers' point of view... First of all, you have 700k in Catsies right now. Darnell Nurse is coming off a bridge contract, so you gotta pay him. And you still don't have any assistance for McDavid. I understand they're pro- like they have a good chance of making the playoffs, barring a complete collapse here. But you're not gonna, you don't have the depth to right. actually make any progress. You're not gonna win a round or two. No. Uh, you know who's really stood out to me in the last couple of games he's been up, uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Mm. Uh, they drafted him, I believe it was the year they made the playoffs. Yeah, he went 22nd? He, I believe so. You know, he had two points that night. He's looked really good. And he was called up last year 
it kind of looked messy for him. You know, he didn't look like uh, a fully developed, somewhat type of NHL player. Um, you know, it, it he had five points in his last four games, and it actually looks like they've developed the player properly. Another player that they called up recently with, because of injuries is Tyler Benson. Uh, they, he looks like a guy you know you put next to McDavid. I think it, it'll be fine. Uh, they have, and we've had this discussion. You know they have the they have the prospects to you know eventually get to the point. You know we talk about Broberg, we talk about Bouchard, uh, you know Yama, Yamamoto. Hopefully the Puyarvi incident mess uh, cleans itself up. Uh, whether they trade. Puyarvi, or you know, eventually he wants to come back at some point. It it would be really good for the team. I think eventually a team gets his point. I just again the Cassian deal doesn't make sense to me. Is you know you, why you keep him for four years, especially at that term? You want to sign him to two years at three point two five as a somewhat of a stopgap. He's physical too. It's he's gonna fall off a cliff. Right. By the way, who the hell is Patrick Russell? Uh, I don't know if he's related to Chris Russell. Patrick. Patrick. Just some guy named Pat. I no, saw no, Russell. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like... Yeah. He's a bottom six guy for that. I was like, Chris? I was like, no, this guy who he played six games last year. He's played 34 games, four assists. Great depth there, Edmonton. Danish. He's Danish? Yes. Okay. Undrafted. Uh, went to St. Cloud State University. Oh, okay. Oh, he's an NC- okay, interesting. Well, good for him. He's now, playing with McDavid. The big thing that came out of last night's game is obviously other than the 102 penalty minutes. Goalie fight! No, no, not the goalie fight. Was this? I was listening to sports in the sports center this morning, and the first thing they talk about is Milan Lucic did not fight last night. I don't see why this is such a big deal that he didn't fight. It's a bit of an anomaly to me. Really? Yeah. You have to remember he played in Edmonton for for how many years? Do uh, you think he really wants to fight those guys? Does anyone want to fight? What he wasn't involved in anything. No, but he's there the whole thing is you know you bring Milan Lucic in to uh for as that physical presence. Like yes, Cassian is a physical presence, but Lucic is that to that next level. And, you know, the fact he didn't go out and fight seems to be a big deal. I don't think in this case it's a big deal because, you know, he know like, this is the team he played with for, what, three, two, three years? I, think yeah. it's, I, I don't know. I just remember one incident. I remember when Francois Bushman went to the Leafs. Remember that? I remember he fought Ryan Getzlaff and he went back to Anaheim. Still doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Keep bringing up trades that I don't want to know about. <laughs> yes, I remember. Don't trust me. I remember about Francois Bushman. Tuka Rask. Okay, I get it. Let me just read you guys some stuff here. This is um, from the last, like, that last, that's at the end of the second period. Kyler Yamamoto, holding two minutes. Jujar Kyra, five minutes, major. Two for Nurse, tripping. Then, Mike Smith, ten minute misconduct. Five minutes for fighting. Two minutes, goalie leave increase. Ethan Bear, five minutes for fighting. Sam Gagne, two minutes for roughing. Then for the Flames, Hamannick, two minutes for slashing. Robinson, five minutes. Buddy Robinson, he had a goal last night. Five minutes for fighting. Cam Talbot gets two for leaving the crease. Two roughing penalties. Fighting a game misconduct that Matthew Kachuk gets fighting. 
How, how do you get two roughing penalties at the same time? Because apparently uh, Mike uh, Cam Talbot my did that. Is he was involved in some type of scrum. Oh, because he was on his and side of the then ice. he went to fight whatever, uh, Mike Smith. Poor Dave Rittich. And had to come back now, into that mess. Now, we're, let's get into the Department of Player Safety here. Do we uh, have to? <laughs> no, because I was listening to Burke. He was on uh, Tim and Sid. And, Truck counts. And he was talking about his time with, it was then called the uh, Supplementary Discipline. It wasn't the Department of Player Safety. And he would say when he would go to the games, it would lower the temperature. I don't understand why that's the case, whether he's at the game or why it matters that George Peros is at the game or if he's in a room in Toronto or New York, wherever the hell he is. Why does that? Why is that such a big deal that he's actually there? I guess it's just trying to deter them from doing anything stupid. St- did they do anything stupid last night? Well, normally it the normally like it did. stops it. It's just I think Edmonton Alberta is a bit different because they're they're. It's not like it. It. it I don't know why I wanted. I'm not gonna. I was about to compare it to Detroit Colorado, but that was like a completely different era. But. I mean, when was the last time you guys saw, like, a brawl that there was at the end of the second period yesterday? When was the last time you've seen such two teams that that hate each other? Was it the Leafs with John Scott? Yeah. That was the last, and that was a preseason. That was I when remember, yeah. Phil Kessel was a Leaf. That David Carson left David the bench, Carson's and he got suspended year. for 10 games. Was that not his first year in Toronto? Yeah, that was his first year. What did he So, get? that's then. And he's now still on the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. And here we are now. Yeah. Like, that's the difference here, is that we've yeah. never seen, you know, such a game, a series boil over team. Two teams that are, just, are so tight, literally fighting every point. Like, literally every yes. point matters. But these aren't three-point games, they're four-point games. Yeah. So I think it, it was really that, that Peros really did think, because before, when Burke was running it, there was never really a time when they when the players really, really lost it. And Well, no, he talks about it. He says he went to quite a few games. Who, Berkey? Burke, yeah. And what, but like, were they always calmer? Like, did yeah, Burke that's say? What he said. Yeah, so I'm sure Peros thought the same thing, but clearly. Clearly, he was wrong. Well, Peros, the player safety department has, sorry, Everyone the department of player safety has lost a good bit of respect this year. Everyone, players, think it's a joke. Matthew, we talked about this last episode. Matthew Perot. Yes. And, said, and I know he's not a big player, but. It's still a player in the league that came out and said... They really crushed, crushed them. <laughs> like... Now, do you know when these two teams play again? The last Saturday of the regular season. Last day of the regular season. The last day of the regular season. Last wow. <clears throat> and it's shaping up to be probably a deciding game for the playoffs. Imagine Battle of Alberta, first round. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, oh, crap. The Habs missed the playoffs, which they will. This show is just going to be all about the Leafs and their playoff run. I'm going to freaking hate no. it. We'll balance it out. Yeah? I hope so. I was really good with the first round last year. I only missed out on like one series because normally the first round's a mess. But anyway, we talked about the Leafs and Habs. They're both here, gentlemen. The Habs actually play the Blue Jackets. Today, the Leafs are... Did the Leafs play today? No, they played yesterday. Yesterday. All right, so do we start with the Leafs or do we start with the Habs? You can go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, Yasmeri Kotkinemi was sent down yesterday. Now, I did make a video on my YouTube channel. Did you guys watch it? No, 
promotion. Uh, I will after this. Yeah, it's funny because I saw there was no views on them. Like, huh? I was prepping for the podcast. Same here. Yeah. 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 Because I thought you only knew you were coming on the podcast about an hour ago, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Lying cheeky bastard. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, there's this really funny quote I want to read you guys. It's from Arp and Bossu of the Athletic. Yes, Mary Cut can name me after his scrum in Laval tonight. Made the point of telling me he thought my question sucked. Kid has hasn't lost a sense of humor. Quote: What question was that? That was the worst one. You need to pick up your game. You're going to get sent down. So like, KK has a really funny sense of humor. He's Finnish and all that. And I, I, in my, in my video, I made all the points that he needed to. I think it's Jesperi Kukinami's had a bit of a rough year. He had a good start, but then of course, once Drew and Byron left, and sorry, not they left, when they got hurt, that's when the wheels fell off for the entire team. And don't forget, at the beginning of the year, end of October, actually, Jesperi Kukinami had a groin injury, and by the time he was back, is when the losing streak started. And then what happens in their eighth straight loss? Where the seventh straight loss, they played the Colorado Avalanche. And I was at that game. And that was the game that he got his concussion. So he's had some injuries. There's always that myth about the sophomore slump. He hasn't had the best linemates, but lately he's been playing with Lekkonen and Paling, which I think are they're good players, especially Lekkonen. And he just hasn't been producing. He's had, I think, three goals since November 28th. And that's it. So it's it's the right move, in my opinion. He'll play like Nick Suzuki said. Uh, I just saw a quote that he needs to play a lot of minutes. And Yoel Bouchard, if you guys have ever seen anything about him, it's just he's been working miracles. Somehow the Rocket are still in the playoff race, and the Habs have just been calling up and down players. So I I don't know what it's gonna really. I don't know how it's gonna go for Montreal this season. Carey Price has as it's really weird. After I said we should lower our expectations of him in one of my videos, um, 2020 he has been amazing. And it's very frustrating. He had a shutout yesterday. The Panthers announcers said shutout with 30 seconds left in the game. And I nearly lost my mind. You don't do that. I don't think they care. They are the worst. They were down 3 nothing with about 10 minutes to go. And they were calling out the refs for not giving the floor of the Panthers enough power plays. I was like, you're not winning this game. We're not the Leafs. That's right. I said it. Yeah, that's right. So, um... But yeah, yeah, so the Hads beat the Buffalo Sabres, which was awesome. I don't know. I just I don't know what there is to say about the Habs. They're not going to make. They're not going to give up. Yeah, but, but that's okay. Your GM still thinks you're in it. He's not going to get rid. He's of He's holding on to Kovalchuk. He's. I'm sorry. I, you you got to tear it down, but he's not going to tear it down. We've talked about it before. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it gets to a point where you know, you have Petrie and Tatar, and you have players you can bring in and sure you know they're not going to be as effective right now but are you trying to rebuild or are you trying to retool like you've been for the last how many years they think it's a retool they're going to be a better team next year that's not even a question but then the problem is is just okay, how so good you're not going to get rid of Petrie and Tatar no because you're going to be a better team next year and what happens next year if you're not a better team then what now we're stuck in the same situation. You're not going to get as much as you could for Petrie, and you couldn't. You're not going to get as much for Tatar because you're, you only have them for one playoff run. It won't be well. Let's not discount it. They're still going to get a good price. It won't be nearly as much, but it will still be enough. Okay, what are you going to get for Petrie and Tatar next February first? You're still going to get like a first and and a, a B prospect at least. Okay, so what are you going to get for them now then? More than. 
More than that. Okay, why? I'm asking. Yeah, no, you could probably... Well, Vegas. You get whatever you want from Vegas because that's exact... Like, Jeff Petrie's the exact player that they need. And if you saw they were willing to go with Suzuki in a second for Pacioretty, and they have an impatient owner... Pacioretty is better than both of those players. You can't compare a defenseman and a forward. Okay, so he's better than Tatar. I think Pacioretty gets you more than... What you got for Pacioretty is more than what you'll get for Jeff Petrie. I get he's a right-handed defenseman. I don't know about that. No, I don't think you. Tatar for sure, but Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie's on pace to have a fifty-point year. Again, I still don't think. Well, these last two years, I'm just looking at now. I don't think you get more for Petrie than you did for for Max Pacioretty. What about you, Daniel? I don't know. Is like name kind of go with it? Like Max Pacioretty, Jeff Petrie. (laughs) What do you think? What, like the name value like, yeah, of captain na- of the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, like well, we're talking about it. Think about it like this. Again, Pacioretty's value was in the toilet. Look at his last year when he was in Montreal. We all remember that golf yeah, tournament. So name brand at that point. Yeah, okay, he didn't have a, the greatest of seasons. But based on past performance, we can assume that you, if you bring him into a different environment that he will do better, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. Right. So, they know Pacioretty is an elite... Would you consider Pacioretty an elite winger? Yeah. Okay, so really? you can bring... <laughs> he's can he's bring, quietly having a career, okay, yeah. you can bring in Pacioretty as an elite winger. I get it. Jeff Petrie's good. Again, I don't think you get Jeff, what you did for Max Pacioretty. I'm not, I, I'm not discounting Jeff Petrie at all, but... We also think about what, age, too. What, okay, what do you, what you no. consider... That's fair. Age thing is a fair thing. Because Petrie's Petri. 32. Right now? Yeah. Really? Yes. And Petrie well, got traded at, what, 29, 28? I think it was 29. 29. Jeff Petrie's 32? I thought he was 31. Yeah, 2006 draft. Hold on a minute. Oh, my God, he is. Wow. Well, he's not been slowing now. Okay, so to- okay, Nick Suzuki is what level prospect? A-. minus. I agree with that. Okay, a second round pick and Thomas Tatar. Tatar, okay. First of all, Tatar was a yeah. Tatar was was a throw in. Yeah, he's a roster player at that point. Yes, you're getting a roster player. Okay, so what do you get for Jeff Petrie? You start with a first. Okay. You, I would. If you're, if we're talking about, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but if a Vegas first is is what we're starting with, then that is going to be a high first. Yeah. Okay. I could, you could. I think you could get a first and a good prospect for Jeff Petrie, okay. or you take a second and get an A level prospect, maybe not A A plus. But if you're saying Nick Suzuki, Suzuki in that, level yeah, and okay. well, but I do think Nick Suzuki has turned into a better player than I think Vegas would have thought. Mm-hmm. Nick Suzuki is excelling in a second line center role right now. I, I, if you have ever seen anyone, whether it's Eric Angles, myself, or um, Mark Dumont, like Nick, Nick, Nick Suzuki is going to be a special player. I think this is something I will never step down about. He's tied with Dominic Kubalik for rookie scoring right now. Yeah. At 20 years old. And again, playing center. So I think it was... Suzuki is a bit... Like, that Pacioretty trade is... it. They're definitely no. You know, I think you're right, Alex. They won't get as much because I don't think Vegas really realized how much they're getting out. Plus, th- that whole Petrie trade for them was such a disaster—a first and a second and a third. I think it's the momentum too, right? You know, they wanted, 
They just had what that cup run. They got him for the cup run and didn't play. No, Petrietti. No, I'm talking about Petrietti. Oh no, no, no. Where yeah, I'm they like, got him after the. They, cup they run. had that cup run high. They're like, you know, we just need to retool at these pieces. Yes. And go all in. Yes. Do you think it's different now? Like they're not. I think you can still get a lot for Vegas because, and we talked about this. I think you you clearly see they have an impatient owner, aka Gerard Gallant, being fired. So I think, I think there's I, other options. Yeah, I think it's just because Vegas is the one they've been linked to a lot because of obviously the history there, and they've wanted the puck mover. I think they can go out and get Sammy Vatnin with no problem, and you know you can pay less for Jeff, pay less for Sammy Vatnin than you will have to pay for Jeff Petrie. I agree with that. I think if that if the, if they're so, they really want a puck moving defenseman. I would consider. Sammy Vatanen over Jeff Petrie simply because you're not even you're gonna have to get pay what like nothing for Jeff like uh for you're gonna have to pay a couple picks and the, yeah the way point. the way Montreal puts it is you have to blow their socks off to get Petrie meanwhile you can clearly tell that the New Jersey Devils are in a position of sell 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 uh and exactly. anything else on the Habs thing I know we wanted to Armia but we are running long here. And it is snowing, and we and me and Alex need to get home. So I wanted and like and Daniel. I'm sorry, yeah, you know, we're in Alex's home. So <laughs> if we want to go to the Leafs, oh boy, are they rolling out of the break? Mm-hmm. Three straight wins. Uh, three straight wins coming out of the All Star break. Uh, win against Nashville. Win against Dallas. And last night a win against a tough win. Yes. Against Ottawa, that was a messy. Kept game. it close. Um, you know, I watch every time I watch. Them play Ottawa, I still get a little. It gets a little. Messy. <coughs> yeah. Because you know you see Tyler Ennis, you see uh, Ron Hainsey. I couldn't care less about Nikita Zaitsev, um, and you see DJ Smith, and I think DJ Smith stands out the most of all those names, and I'll tell you why. Because we talk about coaching last year. You know, we had. Uh, sorry, I don't remember the other guy's name. It's not coming to me. The other assistant coach. I will look it up. Ran the power play. Because DJ Smith ran the penalty kill. You guys talk your leaps. Um, I'll look it up. You know, we talk about the coaching from last year. You know, we say, okay, you know, the penalty kill and the power play weren't that good last year. I would have liked to see... I wish DJ Smith was still here because I really want to see what he actually has. Because I don't think we saw what he actually had because it's quite evident. Mm -hmm. Mike Babcock was stopping it. Stopping something. You know... The same same old stuff about um, the power play. The same stuff about the penalty kill. It's obvious that I think at this point that we could say uh, Jim Hiller. His name was Jim Hiller. It just came to my head. Um, it's obvious he was stopping something. I would have loved to see, loved to see DJ Smith one more year with the Leafs under Sheldon Keefe. Do you think they keep him then? Do you think he's not in Ottawa? Like, if, if Mike had actually finally been like, all right. No, I think DJ Smith wants to be a head coach. And you look at how they play. You look at how Ottawa plays. And, yeah, they're, they're another team in the Atlantic Division that has such a bright future. And It's so it's, frustrating. It's so frustrating. You know, the only team that really doesn't have a bright future in this, in this division is... Is the Buffalo Sabers and we talked about going back? <laughs> right, we're not gonna get back into it. Is is that's a whole other set of issues? But there's seven teams in this division with really bright futures. You know, you, obviously you got the Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. You got 
uh, Montreal, you got Ottawa, you got Detroit. That's a whole lot of good teams. Our future teams that have future. Oh yeah. Um, I really would have liked to see what DJ Smith could have done here. Um, I just want to say John Tavares isn't bad. I don't know if you saw this, Daniel. I love Kristen Shilton. What is this? Yeah. But this was the one thing I couldn't get over. Like, saw I people saying Tavares is bad. What, so what is this? Wrote, there was an article from her saying um, basically something about Tavares in a point slump. And at that point, he had 21 points in 20 games. He has 41 in 45. Shut up. <laughs> leave it alone. Shut up. Leave, the, leave him alone, please. Iggy, oh, do you think John Tavares? Hot take here. Oh, no. Oh. Is he okay? Because you know what no, Steve Simmons says. Great. You don't pay $11 million for okay. And how much of it is the fact that he's playing with Marner and instead it's Nylander who's the guy who could hit 40 goals if he gets pretty hot? Because Marner is a fantastic setup man and look at sure. Matthews is going to hit 50. I says he I say he does it. Okay, James. Listen, don't and and this is where a lot is coming out about uh Mitch beat the Mitch Marner John Tavares line from last year where Everyone wasn't sure who was running the line. How about both of them were running? Like, why is yeah. that, why why is that not an option? Because you know, yes, but Martin Tavares are great players. You have to understand, John Tavares comes in here. He, now he's the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He has a sense of leadership. He's a leader in that room, whether you like it or not. He also ha- just had a kid, so he's probably not getting the sleep. I don't know why we're talking about John Tavares. I, I don't understand. Because when things are going good for Toronto, people try and find things that are going wrong. Even Toronto media, I don't understand. I get a headache watching Sportsnet sometimes in TSN, because I'm like, ah, just talk about something else. Like, Tavares is good, stop it. Like, Tavares is good. And I, I want to ask Daniel about Nylander, because I talked about him last episode, but he wrote you wrote an article last year about William Nealand. I know. So I'd like to get your thoughts on William Nealand. I remember, yeah, we talked about this. And why yes. they should trade him for Dumba. Oh, I don't know. No, <laughs> hot take. I have, like, I have a really big bias on Matt Dumba. Why? Because he's half Filipino. Okay. okay. And, you know, solid rule junior guy, 2013. Yeah. Okay, so I guess, I, I guess the question I have for you, because I think I've talked about William Nealander uh, like every other episode, because there's always something new to talk about. Whether it be, you know, he started off this, like, recently, he's been really good, so I was talking about that. Then, for a couple of weeks, everyone's just been absolutely dumping trash on William Nylander, and... and I don't I, get, I, I don't get I why. I don't understand why. Why is he the... Fr- and I understand, you're looking to trade an impact player, to bring in an impact defenseman, but why does that right now have to be William Nylander? What are your what are your options? For me, I look at I look at the trade market. What are you getting for William Nylander? I think it really is Dumba because you're not going to trade him for Vatman. No, you can't trade him for it. It doesn't make sense. You look at I don't know. I was reading uh, I think Thirty One Thoughts talking mm-hmm. about this. Uh, other shows were talking about it. 
you're not the Leafs aren't bringing in a rental D. They want it's they want a hockey deal. They want longevity. They want longevity, which I think I brought up to Adam multiple times uh, before this episode. So who are you bringing in? The obvious one here is Matt Dumba. But is Matt Dumba the solution to your problem? It's like bringing in Tyson Bray. He's a high offense guy. Is he that great defensively? I'm not sure. No. Probably not. It's like bringing in Tyson Berry. It was like... and, And I'm not downplaying the Tyson Berry deal because a lot of people trash on the Tyson Berry deal, but you have to look at it from a different perspective. If we didn't have Tyson Berry right now, what would the Leafs' right side look like? Cody Ceci, Justin Hall, and whoever the hell else. Martin Marinson just cause. Ma- yeah, Marty Marinson just cause. You're telling me that that defense right side, defensive right side, is better than what we have right now? I didn't imagine Morgan Riley's then hurt. We're in a whole other set of issues. I understand you like Nazem Kadri, like people like Nazem Kadri. Uh, you know, he brought a different personality, I'm going to call it, to this team that this team really now only has with Jake Muzzin. It doesn't, you know, he obviously wasn't being used correctly, especially last year. It didn't make sense. He, uh, he had his statistically worst year. And... He what? Why would you play a second line player on your third line, considering the way Babcock was rolling his lines, and the way he's playing in in Colorado right now is the exact reason. You're telling me if he was still on Toronto right now, he'd be putting up those numbers? Probably not. Probably not because he'd be playing third line minutes. Mm-hmm. Some players can do that sort of roll and change, but I mean that's the reason why you see a lot of high draft pick guys. And they just don't make it because they can't adapt to that. Sam Bennett's a perfect example of someone who has. But let me ask you this, because you brought up toughness. You brought about Jake Muzzin, of course. It's been talked about a lot, including on headlines last night, that Jake Muzzin and contract talks, they're talking. But it's going to be a tough one yeah. because, obviously, he wants money. He wants some term, obviously. Why wouldn't you at his age? And he's won his cups and all that. Now, the problem is the Leafs, their cap situation isn't the easiest thing in the world. So I want to ask you guys. What does the ideal Jake Muzzin contract look like? Because we have talked about this many, many times, Alex, that Jake Muzzin has had a lot of mileage. He's won two cups. L.A. is a phys- was a physical team. You remember those battles mm-hmm. with the Blackhawks? You give him a year or two too much, and that's going to be dead money because he's going to fall off a cliff, and it's a high cliff to fall off. So, Daniel, what does that deal look like? Um, term? Five years? You think? I don't know. It's because, like, I'm trying to balance out, like... Because I remember, like, they were talking about, I think, maybe it was L.A. Freeman? It's like, they said the number was, like, six and six. Yeah, f- probably probably be Elliot. Yeah. Friend of the show. That's way too much. But, like, it's, like, what he wants, but I don't know if you're willing to kind of... If you're if you're muzzin, give it I think, that. like, the term is a problem. Would you be that bad when it comes to the money? No, like, six is reasonable if for him. If you want to do six, if you want to do six million, I'd be very comfortable giving him six million dollars at four years. Four years. But what does muzzin take? Because, I think they like, can, he, he wants, yeah, he wants, if he wants, he wants six the term. years, I, it, okay, 
here's my thinking on it. You look at what the Leafs have on the left side. You obviously have Morgan Riley. You have Rasmus Sandin, and you have Travis Dermott. If you bring back Muzzin, I don't know what you do with Dermott. JD Bunkus is talking about you put him on the right side. Okay, can you if he can if he can play on the right side? Sure, that's fine. The second coming of Ron Hainsey. The second coming of Ron Hainsey, yes. <laughs> God damn it, Daniel. Um, if you bring back Muzzin, I don't think you can give him more than four years. I I think six million would be fine. I'd be fine with six million. Um, it's just a tough one. And let's just remember here. That's a tough contract. People say, like, he's got to choose between winning and his money. And then because this is all going to, we all know this is what the conversation is going to be. He'll be a Leaf. People love that type of player. They love the rough and tough. Mm-hmm. And if they win with him, he is set for life. So is he more valuable than Tyson Berry in these negotiations? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Yes. Barry's, Barry's gone. Barry's he's really gone. more than gone. He's out the door. Another guy who spent money. Is Tyson Berry? I don't know. Listen, I understand why you say that because he had a poor start to the season. But I think there's a team out there who'd be who'd be interested enough to overpay him in the open on the open market. The Minnesota for Wild eight, for eight years, please, for the love of God. Like, I was gonna say Vancouver yeah. because, but no, no, not Vancouver. They're, they're so careless. <laughs> Who's a Vancouver? I guarantee. Yeah, like, we're gonna have JB an episode. Goes. We're gonna have an episode. Jamie Ben right Jamie. after July first, and. We're definitely going to talk about something related to the Vancouver Canucks signing a random player for absolutely no reason. Just hide Jim in a closet. <laughs> Alex Chason. He needs to sleep for the entire oh. July 1st. God, Alex Chason was a weird one. Antoine Roussel? Oh, yeah. That's another bad one. Alex Chason's in Edmonton. Though. Yeah, still a stupid deal. He had one good heater and he got 20 goals. Yeah, what are you doing? He plays with McDavid. The same reason Zach Cassie just got $3.25 million for four years. I hate years. when you just can't put a good player with McDavid. Like, stop giving him Josh Archibald. Anyway, fellas. Excuse me. Is that everything? Uh, Josh Manson is not coming to the Leafs. The Ducks love him. I know. So one team uh, told me that the Ducks probably love Josh Manson more than your wife loves you. <laughs> what a great line. Yeah, man, that's not happening. It's good that they put a thing on that because that's been a rumor for years. Mm. Josh Manson. I mean, he seems no. like the perfect fit. You know, you look at he's a he's a defensive defenseman to... He would fix, to a certain extent, he would fix the Leafs' issues. One more thing. Okay, Daniel, I have to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Are Leafs fans overestimating Kapanen and Janssen? Yes. Yes. 400%. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, to be honest, like, you can kind of see, you they give you what they sh- have shown you, but people are like, you know, just bank on the potential. Yeah. Here's a, we've had this discussion, Adam and I, off the podcast because we both listen to the SD, We both listen to the Steve Dangle podcast. Not as good as ours. <laughs> oh God! It's the third time he said that. Mm. Um, and we, t- Adam Wilde mentioned that Who's both that? Of, both those players uh, move the needle, and and I make the argument that they'd move the needle on certain teams. Not every team you say you know you trade them. If you trade him to uh, New Jersey, yeah, probably moving the needle. That's a that's bit. the question is is who's the team that sees those guys as two legitimate top six? Because oh, we've seen Janssen I think can't Janssen, stay healthy. I think Janssen can be a top six player. I think Kapanen can be a top six player on a certain t- on certain teams. A certain not, combination. 
And he yes, he needs the puck. Team. Not on this team because it's you look he'll he'll I think Justin Bourne says this a lot. He'll provide you what he does on the third line. He'll also provide you the exact same thing on the second line. So just play him on the third line. Yeah. So He's the then, type of guy who can make a lot of money playing with Sidney Crosby probably. Or Connor McDavid. Yeah. He gives that spark. He's a bit of a prick too. Yeah, he is. There's a couple I'm telling you, there's a couple pricks on this I team. I cannot wait to find out why he missed practice. Yeah, we're Sorry, why? Not why, because he, but what well, this personal reason is. It would be something funny. He overslept. I don't know. <laughs> probably with too many of his girlfriends. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to be everything for today. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode of the show, you should, of course, go like, share, all that kind of stuff. Wherever you're listening to it, whatever you can do to keep listening, leave a review of all that. Let us know what do you think is going on in the NHL. You know, talk to us about Jeff Petrie. Talk to us about Kasperi Kapanen. We'd love to hear you. Daniel, thank you, as always, for coming on. Thank Hopefully, you. you can come on more in the future. Hopefully, I hope so too. we'll work on it. But um, we will continue to have these pop quizzes, and we're going to figure out. Because you won the first quiz we did over Skype, right? So he's up to nothing. We're going to make it the end of the year instead of the every month punishment thing. We'll figure okay. it out. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Of course, in the link of the, mm-hmm. sorry, in the description, you'll find you know all the social media. Go listen to the show on YouTube, Instagram, their Instagram page. We have that all set up. Yeah, Alex runs all that. Of course, check out all of Daniel's stuff you're writing for the eye opener now. Yes. So go check all that out. You're doing recap is just basketball or? Um, for now, probably going to add in more hockey games. Um. Oh yeah, stay tuned. There's going to be a sports issue for the eye opener in March. Yeah, is do they do they need more people to do? Ah, uh, yeah, just reach out. Um, I'll be writing a feature on hockey players and what does it mean to be black in the sport. So I like we'll it. We'll see. I like it. All right then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We love you. Don't listen to the other podcasts like SCB. Listen to ours. Goodbye. <laughs>